RSN 927's Talking Horses with Joe McKinnon. Plenty of ground to cover with Joe McKinnon this morning, but before we start talking horses, Joe, and good morning to you. I noticed you put out a tweet on social media during the week, the last edition of the Gunnadar Times for the for the year, and you're, you're settling into your new role there. How is life as the uh, as the uh, intrepid reporter journalist for the Gunnadar Times? Morning, uh, Warren. Yeah, it's been a, an interesting journey helping them uh, launch the Gunnadar Times. We've put out six editions. They rolled off the presses, the last of them, uh, during the week. And uh, the cover story for the paper was on the Dorothy McKellar mural that has been painted on the Gunnadar silos. Uh, silo art around Australia these days, uh, Warren, is quite uh, popular now and, and gathering a huge cult-like following from a lot of tourists around the country who will no doubt flock to see uh, the latest uh, from a Mongolian-born artist uh, by the name of Heathco, who hails from Melbourne, actually, and he's on his way back to Melbourne now, having finished uh, the big job. But he's done some amazing work, particularly um, throughout Yarram in Victoria. Great work, that silo artwork right throughout rural uh, Australia. It does create a, a real tourist attraction. Back to more things, uh, thoroughbred and, and horse racing. I'm probably no surprise to see Drew, Truly Great bouncing off that Group 1 victory recently to take out the Group 2 in Western Australia yesterday and, and getting past Trap for Fools. So Bob Peters uh, marching towards perhaps uh, another uh, another eastbound horse in time with uh, with truly great i'm sure that uh, i'm sure that we'll see uh, bob here over in victoria during that the next carnival what's your assessment of the performance and the pedigree associated with truly great winning the group two at ascot yesterday warren it was an excellent performance wasn't it he's a very good horse he's the group one Houston can classic winner truly great and he absolutely blew his rivals away yesterday to win the group two ted Van Heaps stakes at Ascot, um, beating Trap for Fools and making him look second rate. So in comparison, it's probably fair to say. But uh, the Peters family just have an amazing record, don't they, with their horse, particularly in Western Australia, during of which they breed uh, themselves. I wonder what Bob does and Sandra's wife with all of their trophies these days. They wouldn't have enough room to place them certainly be a problem but it would be a nice problem to have and, and I suppose we we see geldings winning for uh, for Bob Peters and we understand and and you're well in tune with the fact that the breeding's probably as much of the passion as, as it is for for Bob and Sandra it is but racing but uh, I suppose you know when geldings win and we see that quite often with the Godolphin operation it's not necessarily you know that's not specifically for breeding for them but it does do wonders for the pedigree of the the female family associated with that horse yeah no doubt Trap for Fools, uh, Warren, on the pedigree side, uh, is by Poet's Voice. He's the winner of now five of his last six race starts. A horse being described as late maturing. Uh, his record that now overall stands at eight wins from 13 starts, which is a very, very good record indeed, and earnings of just over a million dollars. He's uh, a top liner, there's no doubt about that, and we'll probably be seeing him uh, across here pending all the thing to do with COVID, but over here, hopefully maybe uh, in autumn. Uh, he's a half-brother to the Group 3 Western Australian Oaks winner in special alert, and he's now rated as the best of four winners from as many to race that won out of the uh, three-time winning journey. It's truly special. He's by uh, done deal, uh, truly great, and uh, yesterday picking up the quarter of a million dollar Group 2 feature uh, in Western Australia, a nice way for him to round out the year. 
And although Inspirational Girl didn't win the, the Kingston Town, she was terrific in defeat and truly great, was expected to, to win yesterday, but uh, certainly strengthening that form line through the, the Kingston Town to some extent. And Inspirational Girl, another that hopefully we do get to see over here on the uh, the eastern seaboard down the track. Yes, uh, exactly. And so uh, moving on to some of the other highlights that uh, yesterday around Australia, we'll cross back over east and, and look at what happened yesterday uh, in Queensland, and the isotope looked very impressive coming from well back to win the gold edition stakes. She's a, a smart uh, filly, isn't she? And uh, and now I think installed as favourite for the for the three year old guineas there, and I, I was a. Uh, not necessarily what we've seen from Isotope uh, previously in terms of where she was positioned in the run, but showed a, a bit of versatility yesterday. And we do know how game, away game is, and she gave a good sight riding the speed. We're hopefully catching up with Tony Gollan later on in this hour, who had a terrific day at Doombin yesterday. But uh, I think Isotope would have been the highlight, Joe. Yeah, she uh, got up, didn't she, in the last uh, stride. It was a, a stunning performance to come from well back in the field. She's progressive, to say the least. Uh, she's a daughter of Deep Field uh, Isotope, and uh, that's the biggest gulp she's claimed so far, uh, beating the Magic Millions two-year-old uh, winner away game herself, uh, a very good horse. Uh, having her first start back yesterday since running fifth in the Group 1 that uh, Robert Sangster stakes uh, back in May in Adelaide. But uh, these, uh, this particular filly looks a real talent, doesn't she? She was Purchased for $170,000, Warren, at Magic Millions by Gollum Racing um, and also John Foot Bloodstock and Black Soil Bloodstock were also uh, in that group. And they bought uh, her from the draft of Dandine Studs. And she's now won four races and amassed prize money of just under $300,000. Um, bred by Dandine Studs, uh, Isotope is the first winner, Warren, for Great Dancer which is a half-sister by Schwarzier, to uh, the Group 1 winner in Yankee Bow. Yeah, she's certainly got a bright future. And good to see Ryan Maloney getting some opportunities for a range of stables there. Ryan, well-known to us down here in, in Victoria and now made Queensland home and, and his association with Alligator Blood certainly uh, you know, got him that... that uh, that Group One victory, but great to see him now just uh, you know forging association right throughout the the Queensland training ranks and and just becoming one of their leading riders. Yeah, it's been a year where we've seen a number of jockeys for it, haven't we? Uh, moving states and really uh, hitting some peak form and and making a fist of those moves. So uh, great to see. Um, pretty tough for for jocks, particularly down uh, in Melbourne and certainly in Sydney. The ranks are. Are so competitive, but often when a rider comes out of that, that fiercely competitive scene and goes elsewhere, they really go to another level. And I'm sure it's competitive in Queensland too. But uh, as you're right, sometimes that, that change of environment can just create uh, create opportunities because at riders at, at the uh, you know at that level, they're all elite athletes and, and terrific riders. A lot of it does come down to, to opportunity, and uh, and you've got to try and find that area where you're going to get those opportunities and, and Ryan's certainly been able to, to do that. On another note, Joe, and we're probably dating ourselves here with the, the passing of Dane Wynn as a, as, a, as a stallion and as a racehorse in, in years gone by and what a terrific horse he was and, and makes you, you remember his trainer Bobby Thompson on what a terrific character of racing Bob was. Yes, uh, Dane Wynn sadly um, was euthanised uh, at Emirates Park in Murundi in New South Wales. Um, which was his home for close on 25 years. Um, 
he was himself a five-time Group 1 winner and, and proven Group 1 sire, wasn't he, uh, Dane win. So a unique chapter in Australian thoroughbred uh, breeding history coming to a close. Uh, Dane Wynn was 29 when he passed away um, this week, and he was a member of Dane Hill's very first pole crop back in 1991, which produced um, some other great horses, including the Golden Sickle winner Dan Zero and a horse by the name of Dan Azinga, which won a Stradbroke in Queensland. What an influence on the, the Australian racing and, and breeding scene um, we we saw from from Dane Hill. And yeah, what a what a you know twenty nine years old. So he'd had a good life, I'm sure. Dane Wynn, and uh, he was a real uh, a real high profile horse at the time. I remember um, Bobby Thompson using whose name escapes me now, but a claiming apprentice rider on the on the horse and attracting a bit of a, a bit of criticism at, at times for him not being as as strong as you would like in the, in the finish. You know, with the likes of Shane Dye and others riding around Sydney at the time, there was plenty of controversy around Dane Wynn. <laughs> there certainly was, and he had a seventeen year stud career, Warren, which yielded uh, just under five hundred lifetime foals. Um, but he certainly made um, his mark on the domestic breeding scene. In a lot of ways, um, he proceeded to establish himself as an outstanding three-year-old and older horse uh, himself, winning those five Group 1s. Uh, as we discussed, uh, his 31-start uh, career also saw him finish second in a couple of pretty handy races too, the VRC and AJC Derby. Yeah, he was uh, a very high-quality galloper in an era where he was uh, he, his age group were of a, a very strong crop. During the week on RSN 927, Joe, Mick Guren's been uh, been letting us know that there was a, a milestone coming for rider Chris Johnson, a, a certainly a, a journeyman and a veteran rider in New Zealand in, in terms of the overall number of wins and a significant day for Chris Johnson in New Zealand yesterday at Awapuni. Yeah, wonderful to see. At the age of 56, uh, a veteran jockey of the New Zealand ranks, Chris Johnson, established what is a new national record uh, across the ditch for race victories, and that was at Awapuni yesterday uh, when he racked up winner number 2,452. It's an incredible number. I um, think Gary Harley's the guy who seems to keep the... Uh, the tally of, of Robert Thompson who I think's uh, in excess of that and Robert's been a, a, an ornament to, to racing and, and riding for so long but to, to ride in excess of 2,000 winners I think anywhere Joe is a remarkable achievement. Yeah it certainly is it's a lot of winners to, uh, to rack up um, and you know he described it probably as his greatest win of all time um, history making one that it was uh, so now he is the winningest jockey in New Zealand history Chris Johnson, congratulations to him. Uh, it is quite an incredible uh, life and his career has not been without its ups and downs. Um, he's had battles over the years with officialdom and some personal demons uh, to, to have to contend with as well. But uh, patience and determination over the line to create that history-making uh, win yesterday. Obviously, some nervous times, particularly in Sydney at the moment, Joe. Not necessarily rural New South Wales. What sort of uh, what sort of feedback are you getting from people around the the, the areas that that you're mixing in this weekend with respect to the uh, the situation in New South Wales and COVID? Yeah, it's a really worrying time again, isn't it? Uh, with everything that's happening, uh, I'm hoping to be able to get home for Christmas, Warren. I haven't seen my own family, uh, my parents, that is, um, and my brother. 
Uh, managed to see my sister once during the year, luckily just before the big lockdown. But, uh, yeah, it's been just on a year uh, since I've seen my uh, other members of family and it's not been easy, but a lot of people have been in the same boat. I'm hoping that uh, we are still going to catch up for Christmas. I'm certainly not going to be flying anywhere this week as was originally planned. I think airports are probably a very dangerous place to hang around at the moment. So I'm planning at this stage to take the inland road uh, home, the long road home, but probably the safest one and, and the fact that I live in what's called a, a green zone in regional New South Wales, uh, fortunately I can cross the border. So yesterday, Warren, we got our border permits done and uh, returned to us, so we got the tick to, to cross over. Hopefully uh, that doesn't change in the next uh, 24 hours or so ahead of when we do plan to hit the road. Yeah, let's hope for some good news when when the, the numbers uh, are revealed about how this cluster is trending. Hopefully it's a, it's a good sign and, uh, and on top of it early. Joe, thanks for all your help during the year. Hope you do enjoy your, your Christmas break with your, your family. Hope that all does come to fruition. Look forward to talking again next week and, and travel safely and enjoy Christmas with the family. Yeah, thanks, Warren. I'd like to thank you and all the team at RSN. Uh, I think it's fair to say that we've all put our shoulders to the wheel and soldiered on through what has been a very challenging time, uh, certainly in the media landscape, and thanks to the additional uh, problems associated uh, with COVID. I think we've all been most fortunate, certainly a lot of our listeners would agree, I'm sure, that racing has been able to go on in Australia and We've been able to seek so much solace in that and people's livelihoods have been able to continue. So um, for that reason, I'm very grateful for, for racing having been able to, to continue on and it's kept us entertained uh, in our homes, particularly those that caught up in uh, severe lockdown restrictions. So uh, the racing show goes on. Um, interesting times with COVID, but uh, let's hope 2021 is a much easier journey for all of us. Let's hope there's a lot more positive topics to talk about next year, Joe. Thanks for joining us this morning. Look forward to chatting next week. Enjoy your Christmas. You too, Warren. Thank you.